Hello, and welcome to The Substitutes. I'll be your host, Cameron Thayer. Joining me is Owen, who is a Chelsea fan, and Dylan, who is a Crystal Palace fan. Our topics for today are taking a look at how game week 20 went for our teams and also other teams around the Premier League, who sits atop heading into the new year, and also look at the table, who misses out due to AFCON and the Asian Cup, and also, we will look at and try and conjure up a team of the season so far and maybe try and agree on one if we can. <laughs> Boys, how was everybody's new year so far? Just a few days into it. It was good. It's good. You guys do anything fun? Can't complain. Spent New Year's Eve in Boston. That was, that was nice. I got a picture of Dylan the next morning. I thought that he was in a fight. <laughs> he looked that tired in that. It was a good night. Yeah, seemed like seemed like everybody had a good night. I wish mine was better, but with United, you know, and everything. <laughs> everybody else's team won besides mine, I'm pretty sure. Well, Arsenal, but that's Arsenal. All right, so first we'll start off with Owen. You want to tell us about Luton Town and Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the early kickoff, which uh, I think we all know that we don't like to do. Um, I think we have an abysmal record usually on the early kickoffs we typically don't win but um the difference was this weekend we got three points you know we had been saying that a lot but uh you know final score three chelsea and luton town two but um you know just just got to talk about it cole palmer is unbelievable two goals one assist you know is he one of the signings of the summer sure 100 percent, 40 million it's a bargain um he just keeps kind of dragging us on so um, all I'm going to say is, you know, it was a good performance first half. Obviously, first 70 minutes were great. Then we completely lost our heads. Luton came back, scored two goals. Um, it was pretty embarrassing. I was honestly, my heart rate was just ridiculous. Every single cross that went in, it looked like they were going to score. Um, but, you know, we, we, we left. We left killing Kenilworth Road with three points and a, and a happy feeling going into the new year. How do you feel about uh, Tiago Silva's reactions after the game? Like he, like, is that I just? It. I love yeah. it. I mean, you've seen it. Our squad is like one of the youngest in the Premier League. He is one of the only few members of the squad with any sort of maturity, you know, leadership. So I'm glad to see that it just simply wasn't good enough for the last 20 minutes. You can't go up three nil away <laughs> at a side at the bottom of the table and concede two and make it look like you're gonna lose the game. If that game had 10 more minutes, honestly, I think we get out of there with zero points. So he's 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 right to be angry and he, he should be demanding more from the rest of the team. Pochettino ends uh, the year on a little run. Chelsea, you know, winning a, winning a few games. A lot of people were like, "Oh my God, what's Poch doing?" And now it's, "Oh, Poch is <laughs> Pochi's here finally." But I think a lot of it speaks to, you know, people coming back from injuries, and also, you know, he's maybe maybe the run of games they had. I'm pretty sure if you look at their fixture difficulty, it was way down. But hey, sometimes <laughs> you need those games to you know, get going in your season. So I, yeah, I, no, I agree. I, I think it that. could be, could be, it could be a turning point, but uh, you know, as you said, people are coming back. We got Nunkuku playing on a regular basis. Now Matawake is in the squad, two goals, two games. And, you know, we got people like Carney coming back. We got, we got tons of people still injured. It's insane. I don't know what's going on with the league. It seems like every single team outside of Arsenal has had an injury problem. I think, I think, Four teams. I know that Brighton, United, um, Chelsea, and Newcastle. 
Newcastle have had 10 plus players, 10 senior players injured at one time during the season, which is just like unheard of. I mean, yet Arsenal still can't run away with it. Yeah. <laughs> can't even finish top at this start of the year. Oh, and uh, looking for their next two games, Chelsea will host Fulham and Luton travels to Burnley in a big relegation battle for them, too. Uh, we'll move on to Aston Villa, Burnley. Villa win 3 2. Uh, I watched probably the second half of that game. Uh, Villa beat 10 men Burnley also <laughs> 3 2. The last minute penalty. Um, that definitely was a penalty, but in the end, I just I've been saying it. I don't believe in Villa in this little title run that they have. They don't. They tra- it was kind of like United last year, where I was like, "Oh, United are title contenders," and then no one said that. <laughs> they, did, though. they did though. They did though for like a little bit. And then it went away. after we beat Man City. You can't say that that was not a thing. That was that was an agenda put forth by your fan base. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. But uh, I mean, they aren't you know far off of top so i guess technically you can say that they are title contenders but uh burnley lose again they continue to play good but just not good enough to win obviously with 10 men that also makes it hard but i think company's days are probably numbered at this rate uh i don't yeah i, I mean know. they play good football though at least um that, that's 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 better than uh that some teams can say Man, yeah. I um Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, Villa, Villa continue to win. That's that's really all that matters. Um, and Douglas Louise, you gotta you gotta have some cojones about you to step up and you know bury that penalty off the bar twice. Yeah, so far down. get on them, and you know they continue to cook. So we'll see what they have uh, have coming for twenty twenty four. I wonder if they invest heavy in January and try to really make a push and secure Champions League or keep up with their title challenge. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. I mean, I know. I know the Arsenal fans are all saying they're getting Douglas Louise in January, That's but there's absolutely happening. no shot. No. They, there's no shot they let him go. They, it'd, it'd be silly, and it's just not worth it. I don't really know where they need to invest, though, because, I mean, they've done a pretty good job at building the squad so far. I would just say depth. I mean, you know, especially with Europe and, you know, competition, they keep going further into it. They're going to they're gonna play more games, and, you know, that's where injuries start to pile up. We saw how it affected Newcastle in the group stage already of the Champions League. Yeah. And while the Europa League is not as competitive, um, you know, at the end of the day, they're still going to be playing some of the top teams in Europe, and they have to continue to win. So they will need depth. And I think, yeah, I think they will invest in January. Don't they – they uh... – a player that they have that's been forgotten, and now I'm completely forgetting his name. Uh, Buendia, there it is. Maybe Buendia. They do have. Oh, him yeah, he tore his he tore his ACL at the start of the season, right? Or in preseason. No, he, I I think he's coming back actually in the next month or so. I don't know if it was ACL or. But I'm pretty ACL, sure. The ACL turnaround is like six months now, which is kind of crazy. Unless that you're in where you could almost play somehow right now so that makes zero sense <laughs> but uh, let's see I think. yeah early february yeah it isn't he didn't do his acl i'm not sure yeah. but they have it as um also something that happened during that or during the man united game that will probably end up being a big blow because alex moreno hasn't been as good i'd say for aston villa is Luca Dean did something to his hamstring. It looks like he's oh, out. Yeah. 
for a little while. Probably a couple um, of weeks. Yeah. So I could agree. Definitely some um, depth, you know, for Villa because of the run of games kind of sort of thing with Brighton as well. But, I mean, I don't know how how long Ali Watkins stays, but I definitely think he'll stay through January, obviously. But definitely. I think somebody's got to start coming calling for him if they're going to call for Ivan Tony, who hasn't even played a game all season, you know, and they're still wanting 100 mil for him. Yeah. But, all right. Who, who can get price it? tag with? Yeah, Watkins Tony easily, at this point. easily. You think? Yeah, I guess they'd probably put him up for. They just—that's what they'd ask for at least, because yeah. I mean, he's the star number nine for their team. That's fair. And I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in assists right now. He's got like eight or nine. I yes, think. He got, yes, he is. Yeah, actually, because he had two last game. So Which yeah, is crazy. All right, next we'll move on to Crystal Palace. Three Brentford one Palace yeah. went down one nil in ninety seconds, um, and I'll let Dylan take over from that there. It was a disaster. Three simple passes straight through the team, just absolutely killed the pre-match atmosphere and any enthusiasm towards the game. And I just thought that it's hard to say, but that Roy was actually in danger of getting sacked by the board. But luckily. <laughs> The little magic from Elise and Ayu equalized around 15 minutes or so. And then as I doubled the lead, or took the lead, with Mateta having a brilliant and 100% planned dummy to allow him through. <laughs> and then Elise again, showing off his magic, adding a third. And, I mean, he he's... I'm really. Well, I'm really, recently. I'm prepared to make some maybe outrageous <laughs> statements about him, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Maybe. I just wonder what your team will look like after this season. I mean, obviously, I think that you guys will stay up, but I mean, someone's knocking for Elise yeah. as a two. Has to. Yeah. Team's gonna get gutted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. And in some key places, I think that you'll probably hang on to, you know, Decore and because of his injury. But that's the only reason. Because, I mean, Liverpool was sniffing around him at the end of the summer window, and it was still kind of up in the air as if he was going to stay or go. Is Lerma still hurt? Or is Lerma hurt? Or is he? No, he was back. He was really good at the weekend. Oh, okay. I didn't, I honestly did not watch the game. He's been, he's been playing as the eight because we got Chris Richards. (laughs) <laughs> hats off to him I mean out of position just doing all kinds of defensive work but in possession he's just a America baby nothing American blind over there <laughs> yeah if Hodgson if Hodgson could make substitutes before the 86th minute like Brentford made all five of their subs before we even had somebody come off the bench a little so, word on so. Brentford uh, and Buemo obviously injured until I think it's March. And uh, Wiss is now off to AFCON for, you know, you don't know how many games it could end up. I think the max games for AFCON in the Asian Cup is if you make the final, I think it's four total Premier League games that they can miss. Brentford could be seriously in a relegation battle by then if he were to make it, you know, were to miss four games. I even think if he misses a few games and they start to lose, I mean, I think they're not far off of 
bottom three. Uh, let me double check. They're in 16th right now. Yeah, 16th. Four points. Off. four points off. And Luton, man, I'll tell you, they're home form. They, you know, Owen put their put it up there. They played City. They've only lost by place one. to go. Arsenal lost by hill. one. You know, Spurs lost by one. They'll definitely beat us. So that's not, you know, they'll get us. <laughs> that's not even really a worry for them. But so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, Brentford think... have lost seven of the last eight, though. So they're wow. in danger. Of... And they're, I don't think they keep Tony in January. I'm pretty sure the only team they beat in that eight was Chelsea. It was actually Luton. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, you, if you take it back to like 10, though, they did beat Chelsea. Yeah, it's included. The end of October. Yeah, but who but who didn't lose to them? Scott McTorday. <laughs> Mix off. All right, moving on. Uh Palace travel to Arsenal next. Dylan, what do you think about that? A little quick preview. I mean, the way Arsenal's looking, they're there for the taking. I mean, Roy loves to set up in a deep block and frustrate his opponents. And, I mean, Arsenal's front line looks tired and not as creative or dangerous as they have been. So, I mean, crazier things have happened. I agree. Yeah, and Arsenal do host Liverpool in the FA Cup. But, I mean, then they have a 13-day layoff after that. But still, they do play a game. You know, it's a very tough game against Liverpool. Um, All right, moving on. We'll talk about... Man City, which was a very boring game in my opinion. They won 2-0. Um, not really anything flashy from City either. Kevin De Bruyne, you know, didn't come on either. He was warming so. up. He was warming up, though. He, the kick is back. I, I don't know. I You know, as a United fan, I just love, you know, picking little things out of City. But they don't look City this year as much. But I've seen a lot they, of things they where – never do until January. Exactly. And especially because, you know, they're five points off top with a game in hand and they're, they've played that poorly. So now they can just kick on and yeah, just take over at this point. I mean, five points 10, off. 15 unbeaten streak. And they love catching Liverpool. So that's, you know, that's <laughs> pretty that's useful for them. Uh, but they <clears throat> won 2-0. Uh, Alvarez and Pretty sure has seven goals, seven assists. I'm pretty sure he's second in the assist race behind Ollie Watkins now in the Premier League. And uh, Foden scores again, which... No, think... Foden, Foden assisted Alvarez. Oh, yeah. Foden, oh, there we go. Yeah, anyway, other way around. Foden is having his best year, though, I think. Um, yeah, no, he's he's working well in that, in that system. I think, honestly, with the injury to Kevin De Bruyne, it's really brought forth him and Alvarez kind of attacking skill even more so than we have already seen. Um, and they're kind of linking up very well, but it's a question of who's going who's gonna to be riding the bench when Kevin De Bruyne's finally fit. And you just plug Holland back into the system and he's guaranteed yeah. goals. So <clears throat> before Dylan and I were talking, because we were talking about Fantasy Premier League and different assets and such. And I looked back at the last game Kevin Bryant played, obviously, with them was game week one. And Kev played the eight, and they had Alvarez at the 10. Do you think that they're going to play him at the eight? I mean, I made a point where 
when they have the ball, he's not really playing the eight. He's playing as another 10 technically because they're right back and left back tucks in. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's probably right. It's probably right. Just have Rodri sitting next to the fullbacks. Does Bernardo drop out or, you know, with how good Foden? Bernardo probably goes out to the right. Definitely goes out to the right, I imagine. And then it's a question of who's starting on the left, Foden, Grealish, or, you know, Doku. Yeah. Grealish is having that problem. (laughs) Went from hero to third choice. I mean, Six yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, do you think that they will kind of, you know, kick on and be probably top pretty quick, or do you think it will be a, a long title race? I can't see it being long. I think they're going to just as soon as like you know that team is is fully getting together, it's going to mash. It's it's going to win games. They're not going to lose. They're not going to concede many goals. And the defense is phenomenal. And you can see, I mean, you can already see the other title contenders in a way. Liverpool drop points at Luton. Uh, Arsenal continue to drop points and just show that soft underbelly. And then you know there's Aston Villa, who you alluded to. We can't really see him being there at the end of the season. And you know, Spurs are Spurs, so I, I think I think it's a Man City's to lose, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they've got – it's like the perfect timing for them as well because they've got Salah going off to AFCON, Arsenal kind mm-hmm. of having the midseason woes, and they're about to plug back in De Bruyne and Holland into an already purring system. Like, Yeah, I just – I think that this is a key time for City, and then they have Champions League, which in years past – Actually, never have they had a tough draw. But now they have Copenhagen, who they could have, you know, done by the first game and not play the youngsters the second one. So it's not really like they have a full, you know, congested schedule. Um, I mean, obviously there's FA Cup games, but they'll probably get a lucky draw in that as well. We don't have to really play anybody. Um, so... They do travel to Newcastle next. That'll be a, I think, big game for Eddie Howe. Um, yeah, I can't I, see Newcastle winning that at all. Yeah, they looked awful either. against. They're not awful, but I guess kind of awful. Liverpool. You can see they're running through them. Yeah, they're XG right now in their last three games. I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, Liverpool's was seven, but I'm pretty sure it's like it's crazy. A, I think it's eleven in their last three. Their XG. Right now, the against like goals, like expected goals against. So it's kind of wild. Uh, moving on to Wolves three, Everton nil. Wolves with a dominant display. They have He Chen Huang moving on to the Asian Cup, but also they are flying, I think, under their manager, Gary O'Neill. Thank you very yeah, much. Love him. Um, Everton with another poor performance. I think that. They kind of had that, you know, high of riding that 10-point deduction, and they're kind of, like, dropping off into a, you know, dice balls kind of not really being figured out or kind of being figured out by certain teams. But also think that away from Goodison, they're not as good. It's their um, last season in Goodison, right? Or is that next year? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, Honestly, I have no idea. I really don't have any idea about. Um, I imagine if this would be their last one, we would have heard more about it, and I there would have been. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, they'd they'd be making a whole thing about like the the last Goodison tour or something like that. Yeah, end of um, the twenty 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 four twenty twenty five. 
Yeah, but yeah, I imagine so. That makes sense. Yeah, but no, as you said, dice ball only goes so far because, you know, you get one goal against them and then they have to break out of it and, and you know, just get rid of this the low block when teams like Wolves with pace up front are going to catch you out. They're going to score goals. Um, and then they're going to play their own low block against you because they know you can't break it down. So, I mean, it's just a question of how far they can go with dice and they're still hovering around the, the relegation zone, I know, unfairly, well, depending on how you look at it. Say, yeah. It could be fair if because if, I guess they were cheating, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Man City, were, nothing happened were there. cheating way worse, and they just, yeah, man. They just, well, you, did you, uh, you saw the report that Nottingham might be in trouble as well with that, right? Ah. Today, I think. I mean, I'm not shocked. I haven't seen anything, but I'm not shocked that somehow somebody could conjure up something on Nottingham Forest when they buy yeah. 25 players each window. Their, their owner's a madman as well. Yeah. Yeah, he is crazy. He is crazy. Wolves will miss, like I said. He Chen Huang for a few games. United get to play. He's a good player. He's a good player. <laughs> but Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto will be fully fit. Pedro Neto. Sarabia. Sarabia's finally finding his feet there yeah he's kicking on he's kicking on for sure i i mean the left I, back i think is a big miss that i, I know I, I I that's how you say it. he's a very, he's a very good player he's, he's gonna be missed a lot the confidence he has on the ball kind of reminds me of marcelo sometimes it's insane the traps and stuff he, he's a good player yeah yeah wolves are flying i mean they're you know moving in the right direction it was kind of skeptical of you know why Bournemouth fired him? He they were flying, but now Bournemouth's managers kind of leveled back out. Do you think that Bournemouth made the right decision, and also Wolves made the right decision in hiring him? Because they both were actually in for the same guy. I'm pretty sure I saw <clears throat> back whenever Bournemouth hired Arola you know, or however you pronounce his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, they both were in for him, but I think you know overall going there. So yeah. I mean, for both teams, yeah. I guess they're both doing well. So you kind of just take it as it is. But yeah, yeah, worked out well. I mean, I think honestly, um, the Wolf squad is more tailored to carry O'Neill in a way than the Bournemouth was, our Bournemouth yeah. squad was. So it honestly, it works well. It worked out well for both of them. And, you know, getting results uh, like in the next game we're about to talk about <laughs> Nottingham Forest 2, Manchester United 1. Cam, you want to talk about that? Yep, Forrest get their second win under Nuno, and honestly, probably could have, probably could be three and zero if they, you know, didn't go down to ten men against Bournemouth at home. Uh, they lost that game three two off of a Solanke hat trick and late winner. Um, yep, Anthony Langa ran right down the right wing, and nobody decided to track Morgan Gibbs White as he ran just free as a bird straight down the pipe of Man United's midfield. And passed it by Onana. See, this is the thing. Of years past, that's being saved by De Gea. I know it sounds crazy, but he just always would. He'd make those insane saves where it's just like, how in the world? And we'd get past, and now we don't have it with Onana. I'm not saying we won't ever, but it's just, as a United fan, I was honestly so used to seeing De Gea just pull off some crazy save, and we get a result out of it. But obviously, De Gea is not here anymore. <clears throat> he could be on the verge of joining Newcastle unless Pope is uh, fit before. Um, so, I mean, we'll see about that. United are beaten by Forrest for the first time since 1994, which is 
shocking and also our fourth loss of the season in all competition for the first time in 93 years. 93 years. Just let that sit in for a second. Yeah, for a second. Let's do it all. All right, we got no kid. Yeah, and also, I honestly, I back Eric Ten Hag. I like him, but I think that this was a very bad game for him. Um, the commentator said it a bunch. Lee Dixon, I don't know why he did not play Garnacho on the right and Anthony on the left. I mean, it worked really well with Garnacho on the right against Villa. And sometimes, you know, when it's broke, don't. Th- I mean, when it's not broke, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that there's just a lot of questionable decisions, I feel. But also, we have a lot of injured players coming back. So I'm very excited for the new year and hopefully the new, you know, new Man United may be <laughs> into the new year. But, you know, as a delusional United fan, I, I'm at, at least not as delusional as one account that whenever before the Nottingham Forest game, I think I sent it to Michael Fowler, who's also a United fan. This guy said, we were 11 points off Liverpool. We're 11 points off Liverpool. We can still title challenge. And he brought up whenever we caught Newcastle and we were 11 oh points my off. God. Way back when, whenever we were I was gonna say, was flying, it, not, not you know, in turmoil. So I just, I don't, yeah. And Scott McTominay, if he keeps going with Scooby-Doo, we're just going to, he's going to be gone. <laughs> That's going to be the end of him. It was kind of like with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, keep picking Maguire, you know, when Maguire was out of form. They ended up ruining him. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Think what you're gonna, to think you're gonna strengthen in January? Like, where where would you strengthen? Who would you bring in? What would you do? <laughs> With the options that I heard today of from Fabrizio Romano of Timo Werner and Aaron Mac and Chupo Moting. Honestly, I'd probably take Chupo Moting just because he's been around Bayern, yeah. like Bayern players. So like he's, the training and you know the Timo Werner is a Champions League winner though. <laughs> and to be fair to him. When he was playing the prem, he does work. He does work hard, and he does miss tap-ins, But, but so your players. I mean, look at look at your look at what. You, yeah, but you know, you need someone who can get in behind, and you know, know your score. I don't do give a crap if you're gonna run for ninety minutes. We need someone to put it in the net. So out of those two, I don't really give me Wild Wegers again. I mean, Lord of Mercy. I'm you know, like I mean, he didn't score, but and so they're no different. But I. I'd really like, honestly, another attacking midfielder. I think just to help Bruno a little bit. Oh, yeah, because Mount isn't that? No. No. <laughs> I think Mount is a right winger. Like you, you said, just it's wasted $60 million on him. You want to bring in another attacking midfielder? <laughs> Listen, I never really loved the Mount signing. I just kind of loved it because we took him from you and you love Mount. But, I mean, other than that, I never really – I don't know. I really hope we sign Tadebo. Um, I think for the center back, I think we may end up or may not. It might be to the summer. Um, but Spurs were after him. I heard pretty hard, but basically it just was going to take way too long. And Spurs wanted the center back, which they ended up getting one. Yeah. But I hope we get at least one more center back. You know, maybe some players. This is also the other thing. If we're going to buy someone in January, I don't want it to be another loan 
I want it to be a player where like Ten Hag can start to like integrate them into his system so he can see if it actually works. And it's not just, you know, another lone player who's here for six months. Like, I'm really glad we let Regulon go. Even though Shaw's back, you know, hurt probably for another couple weeks, maybe two or three, two weeks. And then, um, but Tyro Molossi is supposedly coming back soon, which I haven't seen him. Oh, uh, what are your thoughts on the whole Sancho to Dortmund on loan? Uh, you know what? I'm just and ready for him to go. So I was going to say, and are you ready to just sell him based off of whatever he does if he does go back there on loan? Yeah, I, I don't care if he goes crazy. I, he can go, honestly, because it'll probably drive his price up just a little bit. I heard also that West Ham are kind of interested. I mean, obviously Dortmund's the big one that I've heard also, but I've heard West Ham are kind of, you know, keeping tabs on it, but his wages are way too much. It was kind of a factor when Lingard went there. Lingard had to cut his wages a lot. Yeah. I don't think Sancho will, the party man. So He's on 350, uh, right? Yeah. And that's the rumored. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> Well, and Varane, I've heard a lot of reports, which Fabrizio kind of cleared up. Basically, Varane feels like he's being pushed out, but United just want to offer him a new contract that's not three hundred and fifty grand a week, which I'm okay with, even though yeah, it makes just, sense. But... Even though we offered Lindelof a new contract, but it's nowhere near three hundred fifty grand a week. It's way less. So, but moving forward into the new year. I am. I have high hopes because I mean we do get a lot of players back. We get Casemiro back. We get Lissandro Martinez back, which I think should be our captain. To be honest with you, after watching an interview of him talking about what it means to play for United, um, do you have confidence in the second string that you bought in from Turkey this year? Well, Onana's gone for Afcon. Buy in there. Uh, I think it'll be very, very helpful that we'll have Lissandro Martinez back and hopefully Luke Shaw will be back and then Casemiro. I think if he has our full, you know, closer to full 11, that'll help. Um, I haven't seen much about him, you know, or of him because Ten Hag wouldn't even play him in, you know, the Carabao Cup game. So maybe he'll play him this in the FA. Well, obviously, he'll have to play him in the FA Cup unless he plays Tom Heaton. Which I pray to God he does not, because I don't want to see him again. But yeah, I, I I have confidence in him to get get by maybe three games. I think we also have a decently okay run of fixtures. I know we play Spurs next, um, and then it's Wolves away, which is going to be tough. Yeah, I don't it doesn't sound decent at all, mate. <laughs> Spurs no, 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 Spurs home. They, I don't, I don't think Van de Ven will be back yet. Madison, first game back if he is back. No son. I mean, they're still uh, I can't make my odds. Pretty decent form though, at least. <sighs> yeah, but it's Spurs and on the word. He just keeps them ticking though. A high line against Hoyland, Rashford, and Garnacho. I kind of like my odds. But I'll come back here and get a blooper <laughs> made of me. So I'm um, yeah, be great. <laughs> All right, moving on from that terrible team to Tottenham, the team that we were just talking about. Tottenham's three, Bournemouth one. Spurs cruised by Bournemouth, even though that they got outshot. I think Solanke had five shots in 20-something minutes, which probably produced them to having 22 shots. Um, with goals from Son, 
Richarlison and Saar. Richarlison scoring goals. I think he's. I think I was trolling Walker in the group chat. He's got as many goals as Bakayo Saka. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of funny. Uh, as they go back fifth and sit just one point off their London rival Arsenal. Bournemouth's run of seven unbeaten in the Premier League comes to an end and now just sits six points off European places and also have a game in hand, which is wild because they did not play that um, game against yeah. Luton. Finish that one. All right. Now with the questions, how much will Spurs miss Son? He could miss as many as four games. I think his group is pretty easy and his, I mean. They should be favorites. They should be favorites. Them in uh, Japan, probably. Yeah, like, and then I'm not, they were, not big on the Asian games, but yeah, I'm not either. Those two so. come to mind. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think I think it'll be massive. I mean, obviously, it's aided by the fact that Madison's coming back, but I mean, he is he's the captain. Um, you know, he's the he's their joint. Uh, goal or top, he's actually just their top goal scorer. I saw a stat today. It was like most big chances missed, and Son was like at the very bottom of the list, uh, yeah. on like the te- like the tenth most xG expected or whatever. So he's, he's just outperforming by like five goals or something. I think. Yeah, and he has it's like insane. One I mean, he's chance on the year. Yeah, he's clear, and he takes pens too. So you got to think about how that comes into a play because pen is a, a, a thick, I think. 0.8 xg as well so it's just incredible how, how good he is so i think he's going to be a massive miss um you know at madison coming back he's not his he's not the best on the left wing so it's really a question of who's going to play out there do you bring brennan johnson out there does kulishevsky go out wide now that madison's back it's just you know it's up in the air they got good players but none are just as good as human sons so i think it's going to be kind of tricky for them sometimes especially when they need a goal late because um, he's kind of the one they usually go to yeah, 12 goals and 5 assists in uh, 20 Premier League matches. Kind of speaks for itself. Well, and Spurs, too. They're going to be missing Basuma. And, well, I guess he, he came off hurt at the weekend, didn't he? Pap, sorry. He did, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, he's still supposed to go to AFCON. So that's going to be a huge miss for them in the middle. I have to go back to, like, Hoybeer. Ben's course back, Would, I would think. it Benton carry? Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he make a really fast recovery? Back. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's bad. Even Fabrizio, I thought that it was I I had to check it, but even Fabrizio posted that um, he was supposed to be back in late February, and he's already back. He said it was an amazing turnaround, you know. Yeah, so that'll help <laughs> so, a little bit. But the games that Son will be most definitely missing will obviously be the home match against Burnley in the FA Cup in the away game against United, um, and then if they get out of the group, then he'll obviously miss the home game against Brentford. So at least maybe the fact that they're playing home in one, two, three, f- two out of the four games might help. Um, they also, you know, play Everton away, which Everton are good at Goodison, but it's, you know, you never know. It's a tough place to play. But I don't know. I think I think the miss will be massive, but I think that with players coming back, it'll – kind of be aided and helped like Owen said. Um yeah, and then you know, Mickey Van Event's back. That the defense isn't gonna concede as many. It's not gonna be as leaky as it has been. Yeah. And then you know, they just gotta gotta figure out the kind of not getting so many red cards. Like <laughs> it seems like they're missing a key player every other match. Like a doogie yeah. has has got two red cards, I think. Romero is always likely to get one. Basuma if you could bet on tough. Romero to get a red card, I would do it every game. Yeah. Um 
it's it, it's, 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 it's just you know yeah yeah exactly for three to four weeks yeah. so it's it's gonna be tough but uh i do like how they're still sticking to kind of angie's philosophy and just playing playing out from the back no matter what and attacking teams no matter what so it, at least it's fun to watch spurs and i honestly i think they'll be fine but um i think obviously sun's still a huge mess definitely one of the most entertaining teams to watch this season is spurs um there's a little news on spurs with hugo the release going um you know Stateside, yeah. MLS, I mean, bar Harry Kane, he was probably one of the more popular players there here recently. World Cup winner. Um, He had his ups and downs. Yeah, captain as well. Ups and downs at Spurs, but overall, I think. 11 years, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 400 Didn't win anything, though, did he? Nope. He did play the Champions League final, which is... You know, and lost it. Yeah. And, yeah. And really lost that. Um, a little side note on Bournemouth. Solanke has 12 goals and an assist in 19 games. I think um, he could be going somewhere maybe in the summer, if not, maybe in January. I'm seeing, I'm seeing teams link for January, yeah. I, I would, you know, Tony 100 mil or Solanke for 50, you know, and he's not. And he's been playing. As an Arsenal fan, I you know, wish Walker was here to ask him that. But, <laughs> I mean, 50 mil for a player that's got 12 goals, prim proven, knows what he's doing. Kind of Don't thing. Liverpool have a buyback clause on Solanke? I have not, I would, to be honest. It. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, I mean, obviously, they got Jota back, which is massive got... for them. But Darwin Nunes has just been struggling. But, you know, that could be one to watch. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll move straight into Liverpool. <sighs> Liverpool made it pretty hard on themselves in the end, but ended up winning four two after Salah converted a PK when he missed one in the first half. But he changed his boots. You know something about the boots, I guess. Did change his boots? Changed his boots, scores two goals, and adds an assist. So I guess those boots are never going to be worn again by Mel. Um, they now will. They have been since the third of the year. They are top of the league. They are five points ahead of City, which I think is the closest. They're three points ahead of Aston Villa. Um, But City do have a game in hand. So if City win the game in hand, they're only two points ahead. Um, Mo Salah also going for the golden boot. Since Holland's been out for so long, he's kind of let him catch up, which. always, Always in the running for it. But, you know, everybody's like. Has Salah fallen off a little bit just because he hasn't scored it's every game? It's insane, and dude. It's insane. Like, how can you say that Mo Salah's having a bad year? He's, got, like, he's up to 100. There was 150 for Liverpool now, right? In the Prem? Yep. Yep. He's, uh, I think, like, crazy numbers. this correct, like, maybe the ninth or something player to score 150 goals for the same club in the Prem. He's not far off Rooney, which is actually surprising. And I think. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's number he's number ten in the all time list right now. I do think he is going to be a massive loss though for Liverpool. If you if you've watched them a lot this season, um, you will see that he is kind of he's he's the he's the, the everything that makes him click. Like he every without him, you know they got Trent, they got a bunch of great players, but it seems time and time again he kind of takes the game by the scruff of the neck. You can see, like he's developed, he's developed into a playmaker as well. So everything kind of goes through him. 
Um, and I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna struggle, and I think we might see City just leap them a lot quicker than people might imagine. Yeah, and they've got I all think these options. They've got all these options up front, but nobody's a, like for like to play off the right. They've got a bunch of either you could say left wingers or strikers or number tens, even at that. But I mean, the only player I guess you'd put there is Gota, but that's just because Gota play anywhere. Maybe Gakpo as well but still that's not it's like putting a square in a round hole mm-hmm. yeah honestly I think they they might be best well and then you'd have to drop Diaz I was saying they might be best just playing two up top but you can't drop Diaz but they don't really have the midfielders for that no Harvey Elliott out there and just lose <laughs> like <laughs> I mean Gakpo at right wing just sounds comical just because he's not fast at all I maybe Darwin well, actually that's a that's a good point, Dylan. I wouldn't be surprised to see Harvey Elliott out wide, yeah. actually, left-footed as well. I do like that call. Uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about Newcastle. Yeah, they're struggling. Wow. They lost their third straight game, and in those games, it is Nottingham Forest and Luton Town they have lost to. Uh, Nottingham Forest, they obviously lost at home. That was that shocking game that they lost 3-1, to one, where Chris Wood bagged Chris a hat trick. Yeah. Um, they now sit ninth, 11 points off of fourth place Arsenal, which last year they were a top four team, obviously played in the Champions League. I mean, there's a lot of questions being asked about Eric Ten Hag. If there's not questions being asked about Eddie Howe, then obviously, you know, the media spot and media just hates United. But <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is anyway. But yeah, I mean, they've got as many losses no, I think as he, wins this year. Yeah. Just check that. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he is in the hot seat um, because, I mean, I know he's he's done a great job turning them around from a relegation side to a top four side, taking them to the Champions League. But at some point, the owners are going to want a consistent, you know, consistent European football. And obviously at the moment, it doesn't look like they're going to have it. Obviously, they're struggling with injuries, but at the same time, every single other team is. So how, how often can you use that excuse? Um, honestly, I think it's about time that they kind of stop using it in a way because they do have the likes of Isak back, Gordon still playing, Miley's come out and been a complete wonder kid. Um, and, you know, it's just a question if, if, if the owners are putting pressure on how to, to win trophies and, and perform because they got knocked out of the Carabao Cup. What are the odds of them winning the FA Cup with, you know, the likes of City still in there? And it, it's, it's, it's kind of wild because, I don't know, it might be another year of, no, no silverware for Newcastle. Yeah, which, you know, after last season, you would have thought they would be doing something, you know, last eight of Champions League, round of 16, make, maybe, you know, getting knocked out of Champions League, staying in Europa League, but it's none of that, and they could be, you know, I don't know, and they also lost to Chelsea in the Carabao Cup, so, you know, they're out of that. Um, but I think, yeah, I think questions will have to start to mount with Freddie Howe. Um, I don't think they had to turn around very quickly. Um, I would, they've started to get some key players back from injury. I know they've lost a few as well, but when you play Luton and Nottingham Forest, I know that Man United just lost Nottingham Forest, but they did face them at home on Boxing Day. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, yeah, Boxing Day, you know, in front of the Geordie fans, you would think that they would try and they would pull something off in the end, but wasn't once it meant to be for them. Um, but yeah, about They'll spend big. They'll spend in January, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, How, he kind of seems like a victim of his own success, though. Overachieving yeah, no, so much last season mm-hmm. and now, exactly like Eric just, 
all pretty much <laughs> yeah. exactly the same. That's exactly. why they're right next to each other in the table. Exactly. I <laughs> <laughs> were two points off each other. Oh, anyway. Okay, so Liverpool, like we were saying, due to AFCON, will be missing Mohamed Salah for the FA Cup against Arsenal and two-legged tie against Fulham. And also their group. I've seen Egypt's group. I don't really know much about Egypt, obviously, but they're very easily uh, they're favored, I'm pretty sure, to come out of the group, um, which is... I imagine, it, I imagine the favorites will be Ivory Coast, Egypt, and Senegal, and maybe yeah. Cameroon and Algeria. Yeah. yeah. Um, Morocco, too, now, I guess. Yeah. Coming off the yeah. World Cup. Maybe Amrabat will perform for them, but, you know. You can sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's on loan. Is, he has the new did you? We don't have a player signed until, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We signed Mason now, I believe. <laughs> Had to. So, I mean, we've already kind of touched on it. Liverpool are going to miss Salah a lot, obviously. Uh, depends on how many games he misses, but every game that he does, you know. Well, Endo. Endo as well for the Asian games. He's Endo as well. That's just another midfielder missing. So, yeah, that's, you he's know. He's been exactly what he's built up to be, though. Super consistent. Just keep things ticking. Mm-hmm. Holding down the yeah, midfield. He's a tidy player. Definitely a tidy player. I didn't. I haven't watched a lot of Liverpool recently. But has Sol's been has he dropped off a little bit from the start of the year where everybody was like, he's signing in the summer? Okay. Yeah, he definitely has. Um, you know, I, th- I think he definitely came in at a peak, and he's, he's definitely slowly declining a little bit. But you know that 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 happens, and he's playing a lot of games. You know, he's playing the midweek ones as well. So I mean, it, there's a lot of pressure on him, especially that Liverpool midfield is not you know, super balanced just yet. Um, with the return of McAllister, I'm sure it'll you know it'll ease him up a bit, where he can push forward more. Um, because I've seen him, you know, just around the box defending a lot, which I thought was a bit odd, but. Um, you know, he's definitely had a bit of a decline, but he, you can still see there's a good player in there. He came off with the injury as well, though, didn't he, against Newcastle? Did his hamstring mm-hmm. or something? I think, got, I think he got a knock, yeah. yeah. So, who knows, Liverpool could face, be yeah. a few key players. Um, and I think Alexis McAllister's not back either. Oh. He, no, um, I, think, I, think he's, he, I think he came on the pitch, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. did yeah. He had an amazing right. through ball for the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. penalty. Yeah. Yeah, which we can talk about that penalty. I mean, that's not a penalty. I don't know how in the world that is called a penalty. I just don't get why he he'd rather throw himself to the floor than score the goal. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense. I mean, I, I I know that there was a tiny bit of contact, but not enough to bring you down, especially mm-hmm. two steps later. Yeah. Like it was it was a dodgy decision. I don't know what VR really was thinking, but um, at the end of the day, they were probably still going to win the game. So. That's life, but um, yeah, that's just a live VAR pool. Yeah. Strikes again. All right. All right, real quick, we'll talk about uh, West Ham Brighton. They played the no-no draw. Uh, Ariel had eight saves, which last game against Arsenal he had ten. So he is single-handedly, I think, saving West Ham here recently. Brighton had a two point four eight xG. Um, I think the game kind of speaks to the scoreline. Kind of just a very, you know, it was dull. Mid. It was dull. You know, there were a few chances here and there. Um, yeah. Evan Ferguson came on. He played well. It was a good little cameo. But uh, 
I mean, other than that, I can't reference. Yeah. I don't really have much to talk about this game. It was kind of just a, the typical, you know, snooze fest, that, uh, um, uh, which was a good result for Chelsea. What's it called? Whisper it's quietly. Brighton's, <laughs> it's Brighton's first clean sheet of the season, I believe. Wow. Yes, actually, now that you say that, it is. Yeah, yeah. that is their first clean sheet of the season. And then Brighton's I saw another, I saw another stat that it was, um, I think it might have been 100 games or so at the London Stadium since there was a no-no draw. So like three or four or five years even at this point, but... Yeah, records were broken today. <laughs> wow, wow! For a no-no draw, streaks, yeah, the streaks, <laughs> streaks were snapped. So, uh, due to Afcon and the Asian Games, Brighton will be a without Matoma, uh, which they've been without for a little while now due to an ankle injury. Yeah, Palace game and uh, West Ham will be without Kudus, which I think is a big miss. Owen obviously admires the player a lot, but um, Good player. Obviously, as they saw today, it was very hard, you know, to create chances without him out there. Due to the likes yeah, I mean, to play he, he kind of gives a different different edge, in a way, to West Ham because then you can play Bowen through the middle um, rather than out wide. Then Kudus does all the running in behind. You know, he can hit it with his left foot, can hit it with his right foot. Um, the thing about him, too, is he tracks back phenomenally well. He makes tackles well. He's a solid player. Um, you know, before he was at West Ham, there were instances where he was playing a holding mid uh, for his club. So it's, this kid is just ridiculous, and, and I think he's, he's going straight to the top, and it's going to be a massive, massive miss for West Ham. I wonder if they do any business um, just to kind of get a stopgap for, for a couple matches. Because um, isn't Paqueta hurt as well? Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's been excellent. Lighting it up. These last yep, that could be a long miss too, hamstring. I mean, you never know about those. It could be two months. It could be three weeks. I mean – Anywhere in between there. Their games that they'll miss with Kudos will be the game against Bristol City in the FA Cup, which they should be okay without him, I think. And then they obviously play Sheffield January 21st um, away. They should be up to win that. Um, those are the games that he'll confirm miss. And then if they get out of the group stages, he'll also miss the game against Bournemouth and Man United. Um so I'm liking the sound of that. If they can get out of the group stages, I'd love to not have to play Kudos. But, I mean, you really – I think West Ham are definitely overperforming as well. Um, Moyes has his boys on flyer right now. So, and they're on – He's good for this, though. I mean, he's, I think, finished seventh or eighth twice mm-hmm. in the last three years or something. Or maybe last- – Twice in the last four years to get them qualified because they've been in Europe for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. They finished 14th last season, but that was strongly due to the fact that they were still, or they won. I mean, they were, they were going for the, they were going straight for conference league last year. That's all they really cared about. They got it. That's up to them. All right. Well, now we'll talk about the picture we all really wanted to talk about, but he never joined Walker. Arsenal won. Fulham America, too. Uh, Bakayo Saka hit them in the fifth minute with the goal for Arsenal. But after that, it was all Fulham on the score sheet. I don't know about the game, but Raul Jimenez scores again, which is shockingly his fifth goal in the league. Um, Isn't that five and five or something like that? Yeah, but he got sent yeah. off in one of them yeah. as well. To yeah, that, that is – yeah, and if you don't – 
He had two against Forest and then scored against West Ham and then got sent off against Newcastle for a, I don't know, something <laughs> off. Interesting jump. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Just interesting in the head decision. And then obviously scored against Arsenal. Um, Arsenal, wow. Arsenal, I don't, struggling. Wow. Struggling. I don't really know what to, I mean, I can't really say much as a United fan, but they're not doing well. They're not doing well at all. You know, and I think they've got a lot of key positions that they need to bolster. I think ones that are not being talked about as much are their wingbacks. I mean, Zinchenko is not cutting it. And I know they have Timber, no. but he's, he's hurt, so obviously he can't play. Well, and, <clears throat> ben White has been carrying a knock for the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Apparently, Saka. They got Tommy Yasu back. I know he was playing against Fulham, yeah. but um, Zinchenko is horrible defensively. And the keyword, like, I don't need... keyword experience yeah. at left back is just not something that's happening. He's just again. not good. I, I, or he's just not good enough for the Premier League. Not right now. I mean, maybe down the line, you never know. But Kiwi or however you say it is not enough. And it looks like Saka's limping through the season again. Yeah, that's a, I he don't gets know. he gets played so much. Uh, yeah. it's a, the, Arteta doesn't give him any rest. He plays him in everything. But he's got um, options I mean, to rotate him, which doesn't. He does. He's got Reese Nelson, Trossard, Emil Smith Rowe as well, who's just been a passenger. You can't get a look at now. Yeah. You know, Reese Nelson. I actually saw something today that he is being looked at by West Ham as well. West Ham are keeping their tab okay. on Reese Nelson. Yeah, I mean, just the Arsenal attack doesn't look as you know potent as it did last year. Jesus uh, seems to be doing literally everything outside of scoring, and you know, honestly, he's, he's but he even, hard. He's even he, yeah. yeah, he does work hard. I'll give him that. Uh, but you know, Martinelli, I think is. I mean, I think you guys know what I think about Martinelli. I think that he is, is incredibly overrated and it's kind of showing. Um, Mikhail Modric is, is more open play goals than him and everything like that. It's just like, it, it's it's ridiculous um, that Arsenal <clears throat> seem to think they have the second coming of Neymar, but um, he's really not that good. And well, he's good. I know he's good, <laughs> but I think he's incredibly overrated. Um, and then Odegaard, I don't know what's going on with him. It seems like every single match that, you know, the, it really matters. He kind of ghosts or doesn't, you know, break down the lines and or anything. Just kind of disappears from the limelight. And I think that's why they're struggling. It's the same thing as last year. Y'all remember when people were rating <clears throat> Odegaard over Bruno Fernandes? That's kind of funny now to think about. Because Odegaard had, what, one, you know, crazy, not even a crazy season. Just, you know, kind of connected the team. 15 goals and eight always, assist, I think. You know, yeah. Something like which, that last year. I think Bruno had 20, 20, you know, not, I don't, I don't remember how many it was, but he had, he completely transitioned United into a different team whenever he came in in January. Oh yeah. Yeah. He um, light up the league for that five yeah. months or however long. Whenever he came in and made, let us finish second, which, uh, was on, you know, during the COVID year, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think obviously you got the Ivan Tony rumors for Arsenal. If you know, I think he, I think he's an Arsenal player. I think it's pretty much set in stone. Um, I think that's like one of the worst hidden secrets in in transfer <laughs> news is that Ivan Tony is going to be an Arsenal player by the end of this window. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of him, I think I, I think. 
Midfield. I mean, obviously, Declan Rice is good, but he's been off the ball the last two matches. I think they need some depth just to give him rest. You know, they are playing in a ton of different competitions. Obviously, Liverpool next in the FA Cup at one point or at some point, it's going to be too much for the squad they have. I don't think they really strengthened enough. Kai Havertz, as we can see, was not the best signing in the world. He did hit, he did have his purple patch of a month, and they, their fans thought he was the best thing in the world. But, you know, as a Chelsea fan, I've seen that in the last three years <laughs> where he's good for about a month and a half, and then he goes back to his same old crap. Um, so, you know, I just think it was a silly mistake. He's no he's no Xhaka, um, who's, you know, by the way, phenomenal right now for Leverkusen. So I think they've made some mistakes. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a struggle for Arsenal at the moment, and I could not love it more. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's very surprising that or Xhaka uh, came out with a interview and basically the club pushed Xhaka out, but Arteta brought him back for last season. Like he said that, I'm pretty sure Xhaka said that he was packing up his stuff to the point where that's how close he was to leaving the season before and, Xhaka, and Arteta talked him into it. But I never really got them letting him go. After seeing what he did, I... Yeah. I would have offered him, you know, two more years. Heck, if Man United can give Johnny Evans a contract, I mean, <laughs> how can't they get Granite Jocko a contract? But, I mean, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. They're still happy to employ Partey, though. Yeah, which, you know, what's wrong? <laughs> we'll leave that at that. Um, yeah, but Fulham, on the other hand, are no joke. Literally no joke. They're playing well, getting results. The team seems to be finally meshing. Um, you know, we play them next, a West London derby. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see how that goes. But um, I, th- I think they're playing really well and, you know, could be a force uh, in the second half of the season. You know, maybe maybe nicking some points off, off some of the top six as they fight for Europe spots. Yeah, Fulham... Fulham played well, definitely, and beat Arsenal. They, I think that they had that game where Rahmanis got sent off, and then they lost, you know, the next two against uh, Burnley and Bournemouth. But they also didn't have Rahmanis, which is proving to be a pivotal part for them. It seems, you know, up top. Um, but before that, you know, before the game where he got sent off, they won two games five nil each. So I do agree. Yeah, I think they are. Finding form maybe a little bit. Surprised how well they've been able to cope without Mitro this season and not really having a yeah. solid like not being in a relegation battle. Yeah, not having a first choice replacement for him. Yeah, I mean nine points like, to drift. Like Rao is getting the job done, but he was like a three million pound transfer or something. Like mm-hmm. they've got mm-hmm. a lot of money in the bank if they wanted to yeah. spice things up. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. I mean they they got Obviously, the EFL Cup against Liverpool, where no no Mosala, like you, I mean, like we've talked about, no Indo. So you you know, how much will Klopp really look at that? You know, I would think that he would obviously that's a chance to win silverware. So mm-hmm. I would think he'd probably throw out you know the best lineup he can. But you never know, Hugan. You never know. Um, so they do have Liverpool, Chelsea, Liverpool in the span of 14 days. So that's a pretty tough run. Yeah, I do. <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy run of games there. Um, well, that, I think, that's, that I think that's it for the, for the game week 20, right? Yeah. That wraps up game week 20. Um, so as we'll look at the table, 
Liverpool obviously sits sits top like we've talked about. Uh, three points clear of Villa, five clear of City with the game in hand. Um, the bottom three, Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton, the teams that were promoted. Uh, Sheffield United with nine points after 20 games. Jesus, I don't think goals. that they're, you know, conceded 49 goals yeah, as well. And, uh, you know, I, there's no way they stay up. Absolutely no way. Squad's uh, just not good enough. No, I mean, I feel like it's. I don't know when they mathematically can be, you know, obviously done, but I think it will be with like eight games left. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything changing drastically for Sheffield. Um, I mean, they're already seven points off Everton. That's yeah. Gonna, that's <laughs> yeah. And who took a ten point hit? So I mean, yeah, which is yeah. And then I mean Burnley. I don't know. There's an outside chance. Maybe if they get a manager, they get a new new manager bounce somehow and go on a crazy run. But I don't even know what the manager would be. Luton, like Luton, are the only team I would say that could do it, and it's just probably because either Brentford or uh, Everton's ten point deduction or Brentford falling down. Like we, you know, said that they could without Wissa for a little bit and Embuemo for as long as he's been out. So I, I think Forest will kick on. So I don't think Forest will get trapped into a relegation battle. I could see it fall enough because I mean, you know, at Spurs, didn't you had like back to back manager of the months, and then the wheels fell off. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's a lot so of I don't know. I mean, and everything, but that's also I, me I, just trying to distance Palace from this talk as much <laughs> as I can because it has not been not been very pretty recently, but. How do you, how do you feel about your side? You know, how do you? I think you you have come. You got to go to Arsenal, obviously, which yeah. is not not a terrible time, I guess. Well, I don't know. They'll, they'll get a little bit of we rest. Need I? We don't have a lot of money to spend in January, but I've seen that they want to use. Which I don't know why at the beginning of the season they didn't look into the two loan spots. But I think we'll definitely look to capitalize on that. I've heard a left back midfielder and. Either a left winger or a stri- not so much a striker anymore. Actually, Mateta's played his way out of the transfer links, and the club's finally realizing they never replace Zaha. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I use there. <laughs> Run him gone, gone to Afcon. Yeah, had the most dribbles there for twenty twenty three. Probably most fouls drawn too. I mean, he is a proper shithouse. So, with, you know, top five could be Champions League. Um, Chelsea sits 11 off of Spurs in fifth, and United sit eighth off of Spurs in fifth. Owen, if five spots are given in the Champions League, do you think there is a shot in the dark that Chelsea could finish fifth? (laughs) I don't know. Probably not. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's a little too far off at the moment. I think we could maybe get sixth or seventh um, if we continue to kick on a little bit. But, um, you know, never say never. We've seen Tottenham absolutely yeah. capitulate. Um, and, you know, if people keep losing games, if people keep, you know, not having a consistent run of form, we see Aston Villa maybe get a little shaky in the second half. Pick up some injuries. You know, maybe Arsenal just bobble. Yeah, injuries as well. Maybe, to, you know, we've had our 10 injuries. 
maybe it's time for Arsenal and some other teams to have some injuries. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say I'm not too optimistic on it. But uh, I can't wait to hear your delusional take <laughs> on it, man. You can. It's not delusional at all. I think the only thing that for both of us going forward is that West Ham and Brighton are in Europe, and we're not. So they'll have more yeah. games, you know, more chances of injuries. But I'm not really much as worried about West Ham, Brighton. You know, the fact that we fall played, off. Yeah, West Ham will fall. I, but the fact that Brighton have played not good, really, and they sit level on points with us is kind of a little worrisome. Um, but like I said, they're in the you know, Europa League, so they'll obviously have to focus on that a little bit. Spurs, I don't know. I think that, you know, there's either overachieving going on or they just keep, you know, on a kind of – upward path. Um, but like I said, I think this next month for them is, you know, we could, we could see, you know, we play them so we could gain some ground there. Um, but I'm not too optimistic because I do think that, you know, Ange kind of has his DNA and what's going on all over Spurs and they're, you know, they're loving it, but I don't know. There's just a lot going on at United right now that the football side is not even really <laughs> like at the forefront of fans' brains. Like we're just more worried about you know who we're going to sign next or who's letting go or you know. <clears throat> so I'd say I'm not very optimistic. Even if there's five places, if there's four, then we're definitely not getting in. Um, if Villa drop off, it it will be Spurs to overtake. Um, I don't think it, I mean, we're 11 behind Villa, maybe if Villa tied against, so I don't, yeah, but I'm not too, uh, not too optimistic as much as Owen thought I would be. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, just look at the table. So obviously we got Everton 17th, Brentford 16th, Forrest 15th, Dylan's Palace at 14th, uh, Fulham 13th. Form of 12th, Wolves 11th, Chelsea win, loser, draw 10th, Newcastle 9th, Man U in 8th, Brighton 7, West Ham 6, Tottenham 5, Arsenal 4, City 3, Villa 2, and Liverpool top of the league heading into the new year. All right, fellas, who is your team of the season? We will start first with the just team, overall team. And then we will do just a little create your own team of the season. I'll start. Yeah, I'd say, oh, you start. Go ahead. I'll start. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead <clears throat> and say that my team of the season is definitely Aston Villa. Um, <clears throat> overperforming, overperforming like crazy. They're still in Europe. Um, you know, obviously, then there's the FA Cup match that they have. So they're still in FA Cup. I don't know. I think, you know, Unai Emery's got them playing solid. I wouldn't say that they're buzzing right now, but, you know, that's also Christmas fixtures, a few injuries here and there. I mean, I think that they'll be A-OK whenever Premier League games kick back up, especially since they'll have a – they played December 30th and they don't really – they don't play another Premier League game since, until January 14th. So I think that, you know, a little bit of rest and also an FA Cup game against – Middlesbrough, who will have an eye on their EFL Cup game against Chelsea, so which they're a lot further in. But you never know. I mean, Villa is a 
you know, up and down team. I think, you know, they could have a great, you know, start of the season and completely fall off like West Ham with focusing on Europe and such. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think this will be fairly unanimous. Um, I think it's like Villa is yeah. definitely the team of the season. I think the only one that could have maybe a shout is Tottenham, um, but they went on that little bit of a rocky streak. But uh, you know, I, th- I think it kind of speaks for itself when you look at Villa's league position um, and the fact that I think they're the winningest team at home for the entirety of 2023. And you know, they continue to build. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if they continue with the highs in 2024 or if it's. And the same old, same old for Villa. Yeah, I mean, not much to add. They've just been <laughs> excellent, really, and blew everybody's expectations out of the water. I think yeah, you can make a case for Spurs. I do agree with that. I think new management, you know, um, if they didn't have the injuries, who knows? They, they could be sitting top. I mean, you really never know. I hate to say that about Spurs, but yeah. um, I don't really wholeheartedly believe that they'd be sitting top especially because Liverpool or, you know, and, and that's another thing we kind of take for granted. You know, we're talking about team of the season so far. Liverpool are sitting top with a whole new midfield. Um, so, I mean, they do have a DNA of winning, so I get that. But I think that they got to get their plaudits as well, as much as I hate to yeah. say it. Um, Outside shout, I really like Wolves and what O'Neill's been able to do there on a limited time before the season with Lopetegui walking being upset with the board and he's come in, got everybody together yeah. real quick and sitting what a point yeah. or level on points with Chelsea. So, yeah. I mean, and before the season, I saw people saying they think Wolves could go down. Yeah. So and he's, he's got, really had a good turn there. I was important. Like his most important players are taken. You've got Cunha. He's a 40 pound, 40 million pound investment. I think he's finally being regularly yeah. involved. Neto, obviously, brilliant start to the season Huang picked up where Neto left off when he got hurt and I mean if you can get them all three together fit they could create some noise in the second half of the season here I agree absolutely between Bournemouth and Wolves I think both of them you can make a case you know as a bottom exciting fun times for them yeah all right so now we will do our team of the season player wise um you know, make a make a team, create a team. Uh, we'll do Dylan if you want to start. All right. I in goal, I have Allison. I was thinking about Vicario because he's just been. I feel like he's just been fun first verse, but Allison just time and time again, it's number one in the league in my opinion. I yeah yeah I agree. <laughs> a back four, a back four of I'd go Trent. Saliba, Virgil, and probably Udogi from Spurs. I have the same back four. And then a midfield. (laughs) The midfield was the toughest for me, honestly, because I want to get, like, Douglas Louise involved, but then you've also got Rodri, who just is always excellent. You've got Declan Rice. Everybody's been making a lot of noise about him. But then you could sprinkle in Bernardo if you want to put him in there. You've got Cole Palmer on a renaissance right now. But I think for my three, I'm going to go with, I'll go Rodri. I'm going to go Douglas Louise. 
and I'll throw Cole Palmer in at the same, <laughs> the same midfield as well. <laughs> and then up front, I'm going Salah, Son, and Holland. I want to go Watkins or somebody else, but I mean Holland. He's been out a month and still yeah. top of the yeah. top of the charts, and you can see not so much with the City team, but like still even with them, how much of an impact that he is not being there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, my team is uh, very similar, uh, except it's Vicario and Nets. Um, I just, you know, I'm going to give him the edge over Allison. We all know how good Allison is. And honestly, Vicario probably, you know, he's an absolute bargain. He was yeah. an absolute bargain. I think he cost him $14 million, um, which is insane. Then we obviously have Trent, VVD, Saliba, Odugi. Um, my midfield is Rodri, Douglas Louise, and Palmer. And then I have Salah and Son on the wings. But through the middle, I actually have Jared Bowen. Mm, I like that. I like that. All right, I'm going Allison and goal. Uh, kind of speaks for itself. I'm going Pedro Poro as my right back. Good shout. Okay. Good shout. Uh, it's between him or Trent. Uh, Saliba. I just I just think he's very solid. And I'm going to do Pau Torres as my other center back. I think he's vital to uh, Aston Villa's success this season. Uh, left back. You know... I guess I'll go Udogi. Going to be boring. We'll all go Udogi. Um, but, and that's crazy to say. I've got two Spurs players. As I know. Or, um, you know, I love – I would have probably put Trent in, but I think the defensive side of him is just not, not you know, not enough. Um, Rodri at the six, 1,000%. Um, feel like, you know, he's probably done everything that he should have. At the eight, honestly, might go really defensive here and go Declan Rice. I just feel, I feel he's been just you know with Arsenal's success this year, it's been down to him, um, doing everything. And at the ten, I'm gonna have to go Cole Palmer. I think it kind of been speaks for itself. He's got the most goals as a transfer player, other than Jude Bellingham in Europe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that's pretty wild stat. And I'm going to go Son on the left, Salah on the right, and big Dom Solanke up top. Ooh, I like it. Dom I like it. Can't, can't go boring with the robot. Um, I'm just going to throw a little bottom of the bottom or second half of the table in with, you know, 12 goals, one assist for a Bournemouth team. It's pretty impressive. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, that looks like it wraps up, or no, we'll look at we'll go real quick into the fixtures for the next game week, which are on January thirteenth. Uh, Owen, I'll ask you them, or Owen and Dylan, I'll ask you, and then I'll you know give mine at the end. We'll just do score predictions. That's it. Uh, Chelsea Fulham. Owen, I'll go Chelsea two Fulham one. I'll go three one Chelsea. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 2-0, Chelsea. Clean sheet. All right, and then we got the big one, Newcastle and City. Newcastle's at home, Owen. Go Newcastle 1, City 3. I'll go 2-0, City win. Silence the Geordies. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1, especially if Kevin De Bruyne plays. And I think that's how it's yeah, I think he'll be back. I think he'll start. Um, 4-0 at home then. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Everton host Aston Villa. Screams 2 2. <laughs> Everton host Don't. Villa. Yeah, I can. Um, I'm going to go 3 2 with the, either Beto or DCL late winner. Goodison erupts. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go uh, 2 1. 2 1 Everton. Home team. Uh, Owen, Man United, Tottenham. United are at home. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I'm going to go 2 2 again. I think it's going to be some scrappy goals. Do you think uh, we can score two goals? We are in the I think game. I think with Spurs' defensive woes, yes. I'm pretty sure they're playing fullbacks at center back. So I, I hope I hope that you guys can score a couple. We do only have 21 goals this season. So there's that. Dylan Gutt. It is at Spurs, you said? No. At Old it's at Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Um. I'm going for a very like weird and kind of ugly two one United win. That's so funny you said that. I no son is going to affect him quite a bit. I think no son, and I don't think Mickey Vanavan will be. You know, probably back to a fully fit. Uh, Madison's first game back <clears throat> after an ankle injury. There's going to be a little. You would think a little rest. Maybe not, but I'm going to go two one United win. Um, I think we just get all our players back at the right time and they kind of lose son at the right time for us. So two, one could be three, one, who knows? We could have a great day at Old Trafford and cue the bloopers. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Burnley host Luton town. I think Burnley get a win three, one. I could see. I think they beat up on the bad teams. I could see. 2-2 2-2 draw. Or, no, I think a 1-1 one, one draw, actually. I don't think this is going to be a lot of goals. I think it's going to be pretty tense and, mm-hmm. again, kind of an ugly game. Cause it's, obviously, they'd love to say this. Not It's too early for it to be a relegation six-pointer, but like a massive statement could be made. But I think they'll just mm-hmm. share the points. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Luton, and company is – like maybe a game away from being sacked if he loses this, in my opinion. Uh, next, we got Arsenal host Crystal Palace. It is an early kickoff kickoff on Saturday. Arsenal typically do play well in the early kickoff. Sorry to say this, Dylan. I think they kind of get their mojo back, and it's a 2-1 Arsenal victory. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. I want to predict a Palace win, but not just be biased and a little silly. But I think, I think it'll just be 1-0 Arsenal. I don't think they're... I don't know if they'll get their mojo back in full, but I could see them getting a, just a really bad goal because of Nathaniel Klein or Joel Ward. I say 2-0. Uh, 2-0 Arsenal, I think Roy's on the hot seat. And I think it, if if it goes even worse than 2-0, he, he could be gone. It could be the game that kind of them. I think so. They wanna, the, the way everything looks is that they want to wait it out till the summer. I've seen, it seems like the number one choice might be Kieran McKenna from Ipswich, which seems really exciting because he got them promoted and then they're near the top of the championship with a bunch of League One quality players, really, and mm-hmm. they're just playing a good brand of football. Yeah. Um, Thomas Frank, obviously not somebody whose name is in trouble right now, but if Brentford 
can't turn this form around, I would absolutely love to see him have another chance in the Premier League. I could see that, yeah. Well, speaking of Brentford, Brentford host Nottingham Forest. What do we think? Uh, I think this will be a boring game, 1-1. One, one. I think I think this one has got 0-0 zero, zero written all over it. Just nasty, boring, not really any clear-cut chances either. I'm going to go 1-1, one, one. draw, very boring. Very just <laughs> take the ball. 4-3 cracker, just yeah. <laughs> prepare yourselves. Inbound 5-4. Yeah. All right, and next we got Sheffield United hosting West Ham. The kudos West Ham. Yeah, for some reason, I'm going to go 1-1 one, one for this one as well. I don't know why. I just feel like West Ham might fall off a little bit. might be a little, little rockety there. Is it at West Ham or at Sheffield? At, at Sheffield. Sheffield. I think it'll be 2-0, but I want to – I think it'll be 2-0 West Ham, but I would like to give Sheffield – the like smallest inkling of hope and say they could like snatch a one no, but I just don't think that'll happen. Upset of the week, Sheffield two, West Ham one. No Paqueta, no kudos. I think it's just away from home. Nine o'clock kick nine early kickoff. Not early, early, but you know. I think that they'll shock them. Um Bournemouth Liverpool, the Salah and Indoless Liverpool going to Bournemouth. <laughs> I still think they get their annual thrashing of Bournemouth 3-1 Liverpool. I I think that Bournemouth, I think I'm thinking of 4-2. Bournemouth will try and throw numbers forward, but Liverpool would just love to see that, pick them apart on the counter. Kind of similar going with what happened with Spurs. No, I'm going, sorry, <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm going 2-2, I think. Uh, First prim game without Mo will be a little different for uh, Liverpool, and they concede too much. It's not like their defense is solid to where you know you're not really missing much. But I think with no Mo, I don't know. Bournemouth they're going to be without uh, Sensei, their starting center back. I think yellow hmm. card accumulation or something. I got the notification for FBL. That's the only reason I know. You think he's that been, he's been pretty crucial for them in their recent turn of form? Oh, and can he can't serve all the yellow card accumulation in uh, Epic Cup match, can he? Yes, I think you can. Oh, okay, well they play QPR before that, but who knows? And last, maybe not an accumulation, but yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Last but not least, Brighton host Wolves. Match of the weekend, 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. I think Wolves. I think Wolves win this one 2-0. Brighton shut out again. And no Huang, no Matoma in this one. Yeah, I think Brighton are still... Is Dunk serving the last game of his suspension? Or is that just today? I think he should be back. Okay, well, I still think that... I think that Gary O'Neill is just going to frustrate Deserbi, and they've got a lot of very mobile and physical players that can really frustrate. Like they're playing like Buena Note, um, mm-hmm. obviously Pascal Gross, Billy Gilmore, Henshelwood, and yeah. old James Milner. They just got a bunch of 
players that Wolves could turn into passengers. I agree. I'm going uh, 2-2. Obviously, Brighton will concede. I don't think they'll go two games back-to-back. They'll keep in clean sheet. But um, for Brighton, I think they get back in CISO maybe for this game, which is a good player. Um, So, you know, and actually, Matoma – I don't know. Did he go to the Asian Games? Because they're saying he's out until mid-February. So if that's the case, then he would not be at the Asian Games. I don't know if he got caught up to the squad or not. That's a good question. He's injured. Do what? Matoma's injured, but he's still included in the uh, Japanese squad, so I don't imagine he goes. They also lose a Dingra. um, He's a good player. To uh, AFCON. Um, All right. Well, that is it. Thank you guys for listening to the Substitutes <laughs> first podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll get Andrew and Walker in on the next one. See you guys.